Good morning and welcome back, everybody. My name is Darian Phillips. I am joined by your co-host, Simran Sandu, and this is today's episode of the 5-Minute Drill, brought to you by L5 Media. And to kick things off today, we've got a good old union corruption story, this time coming from Harold Scheitberger, the longtime president of the International Association of Firefighters, who was just accused of prematurely collecting well over $1 million in payments from the union's pension fund. And that was not all. Mr. Scheitberger was also found guilty for avoiding another $1 million in taxes and has even received backlash from union members for using thousands of dollars to pay for exotic steak dinners, lengthy bar tabs, and even excessive music downloads during his two-decade tenure as the acting president of the organization, according to the Wall Street Journal. And another story pertaining to legal matters includes asylum seekers. The Supreme Court ruled yesterday in favor of an expedited removal process stating that it doesn't violate the Constitution and ultimately will uphold current U.S. law, which authorizes law enforcement to deport non-citizens without court review if they're detained within two weeks of entering the U.S. and are found less than 100 miles from the border. And the FDIC put on its Santa Claus costume yesterday to deliver a bag of regulatory goodies and investment bankers were cheesing ear to ear like kids on Christmas morning. The organization decided to roll back financial regulations that could free up tens of billions of dollars for major banks, giving investors the ability to start pouring money into venture capital funds. Now, that said, listeners, Democratic appointees at both the Fed and FDIC are largely opposed to this move, worried that it may incite similar risks risky behaviors that ultimately led us to the 08 financial crisis. Well, the FDIC decision helped bring back some stability to markets as U.S. stocks reached a total net gain of 1.2% for the day. Outside of equities, Treasury yields are around 68 basis points, while crude oil is nearly $40 a barrel. And as always, Thursday brought yet another unemployment report from the Labor Department, which has been fairly stable throughout the month of June so far, showing the number of jobless benefit claims continue to hover around 1.5 million per week for the third week in a row. Economists claim that this signals a slow recovery for our economy moving forward, especially as states across the country begin experiencing significant increases in coronavirus daily infection rates, ultimately hindering Americans' ability to return to work. And I've got some unfortunate news for some of our wine connoisseurs out there. The White House is considering raising taxes on European wine to 100% over an aviation trade dispute, which ironically has nothing to do with wine. Other goods that may be subject to these tariffs includes both cheese and olives. And our first note on the private sector comes from Google, who just rolled out a couple of huge announcements yesterday, the first of which deals with some new international partnerships that the company has secured with media companies from Brazil, Germany, and Australia. And on the other hand, the company also will make users feel a little more comfortable about their privacy when using the platform, announcing that their default mode will be automatically deleting location history, as well as web and app activity after 18 months. And just another quick note, cloud-based software giant Salesforce is investing roughly $100 million into security software provider Tanium, bringing them to a $9 billion valuation. 
And one of the many phenomena that we've seen come to surface during this pandemic is the significant increase in the use of food delivery apps such as Grubhub and DoorDash, which initially was music to these companies' ears. But the fees on these apps have not necessarily been as favorable for restaurants and supermarkets, whose margins get cut pretty thin when consumers use their services. Now, that said, these restaurants and grocers are beginning to build out reliable pickup operations so they can avoid these delivery fees in hopes that customers will still favor the contactless pickup option after the coronavirus pandemic goes by the wayside. And the Trump administration is heading up another initiative to battle Huawei with recent talks of potentially immersing the federal government into the U.S. private sector as a tool to leverage competition against the Chinese telecom giant. At this point, the administration is doing a lot of brainstorming and considering things such as shoring up Ericsson and Nokia with tax breaks and export bank financing and have even discussed potentially offering some form of an open network, making it easier for U.S. startups to develop innovative 5G technology. And Japan is mounting their own attack against Huawei as well, with the country's leading telecom company, NTT's recent move to take a $600 million stake in equipment maker NEC, which focuses on manufacturing of 5G networks. So it looks like we've got a full-blown sprint to the top of the 5G game going on right now, ladies and gentlemen. So buckle up and enjoy the ride. And that story fits perfectly with the renowned saying, crisis fuels opportunity. But anyways, folks, have a great weekend, and we look forward to catching you bright and early Monday morning as we continue our journey to redefine how you experience news. 